Well, folks, welcome to the Nobleman Podcast, episode number 21. This one is titled The Noble Man Leads a Balanced Life. And for the for the last few weeks, we've been hitting some some key points that came out of a recent Barna study. Uh, called Five Essentials for Engaging Today's Men. So we've talked about identity. Uh, check out that podcast with Gary Freeman. We've talked about um, work. So check out that podcast. We talked with Sebastian Traeger. And today we're going to be talking about well-being. I've got Pastor Steve Reynolds with me, and I'm excited about that. Uh, Steve and I have known each other and ministered together through some conference experiences for a few years. And so, Steve, welcome to the podcast. Tell us tell us just a little bit about yourself and, and uh, where you are in life right now. Yeah, well, it's so good to be with you today, Mike. I appreciate you so very much. I get I get excited about being around you because you're so excited. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I wear kind of like seven what I call ministry hats. I'll just wow. do them real quick. Yeah. So number one, I'm a child of God. That's uh, that's number one. And uh, thank God, this is actually the 52nd year of my spiritual birthday is this week. So thank God for my salvation. Well, happy birthday. And then I'm a, I'm a husband Yeah. and I've got w- one wife. We've been married uh, uh, over 40 years in a row. So that's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> the key part is in a row. Okay? Yeah. And, uh, and so I thank God for my wife, Debbie. And then I'm a, a father of three and uh, now I'm a grandfather of uh, eight outside the womb and one inside the womb. And then also these days I'm a son. I actually, I've always been a son. Yeah. The point is I have taken care of my parents half time. Uh, my parent brother keeps them half time and I keep them half time. And uh, so that's a big part of my life now. And then I thank God I'm a pastor right. of Capital Baptist Church in Annandale, Virginia, right outside of DC. And then I'm an author and I've uh, written the five books and, and uh, did a, a video resource as well. So so I keep busy doing those things, and, and I love it. I thank God for the privilege to serve him. Well, you know, just because we're friends and I follow you on Facebook and in touch, I know that your parents had a uh, a, a terrible accident a few years ago that uh, they, they nearly perished in that, and, and you yeah. saw God do some miracles there. Yeah. Um, and those eight grandchildren, how, how old's the oldest one? Six, six years old, yeah. So eight grandchildren, six and under. Six and then one one is two weeks old, the, the newest one. So, yeah, and yeah. so they have been coming like rapid fire. I've been watching that. So God well, is— one, one, one more on the way in November, and then that may be the end. We'll see. Well, well God has given you a full quiver in many ways, and so yes. uh, I'm just thankful for that. Well, so— so Barna released this study, and one of the issues that they found that men um, are struggling with and that we have to speak about if we're going to reach men in today's culture is a broad topic called well-being. So if I throw that term out there, well-being for men, what 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 does that conjure up in your mind? What do you think of when you think well-being yeah. for men? Well, I, I would say I think of three things. One, I think about honoring God. Yeah. Okay, exactly. So as a Christian, with a Christian worldview— uh, well-being's got to include God. That we're going to, you know, honor Him uh, with our with our lives and our bodies in particular. And then I think maximizing. You know, for me, it's about maximization. In other words, you know, getting the most you can out of your life in the body that God uh, gave you. Yeah. And well-being is, hey, I'm I'm well that I can be a good husband, be a good father, be a good grandfather. All those different things God calls us to. Yeah. And then I love your title today because that's part of well-being that's balance yeah and uh, you know just looking at the physical the mental the emotional 
you know, the spiritual, just all those different components, uh, you know, you got to be well, you can't be out of balance in those areas. Yeah. Now, so to, to speak to that, we do this one quick question survey each week. And, yes. and last week, we do that specifically to set up the podcast. And last week, our question was, we gave four uh, areas of well-being. And so it was physical, uh, emotional, social, and spiritual. And we asked guys, where are you most likely to cut corners or to fall off the wagon, so to speak? And um, the number one, almost 50% of the guys said the place they are most likely to, to miss the mark is on the physical well-being. Now, number two was, was social when it came to connecting with other guys. It's really easy for men to, to retreat into isolation. And, and boy, I, I know you can speak to this, but that's a, that's a deadly combination. If I absent myself from other people and then I'm not taking care of my temple – I'm in a really dangerous place, and some other things are going to fall apart as a result of that. Would you agree? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's no, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, guys, you know, we do wear all these different hats. Women do too, but guys, you know, a lot of times we forget guys also are that way as well. Yeah. And uh, and you know, there's so many new things we've had to add to our lives. Yes, we've lost some things, but we also have added things during this uh, COVID-19 period. And I think it's just easy for you know to. So, you know, I call it self-care, you know, yeah. uh, we just, you know, we don't honor self-care and we, and we, you know, we forget, you know, uh, I love, you know, I think twice in the Bible talks about Jesus and, you know, they was, he was ministering and all these demands on him. And I mean, he literally said to his disciples, Hey guys, let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's go, go out and, uh, uh, go out and see a galley. Let's go up in the mountain. You know, not everybody was saved. Not everybody was healed. Not everybody had all their needs met, you know, he didn't stop because, you know, all the needs were met. He stopped because he needed to stop. Yeah. And, uh, and so we've got to take time for self-care, even in the midst of, of, of a virus. And when you, you mentioned honoring God, and, and part of this is understanding that that's an example that God set for us. And I, I'm going to probably mention that later, but but even God rested uh, and, Absolutely. and demonstrated that for us. You know, it's yes. in, intriguing that you mentioned people have picked up new roles. I just, um, at, before getting on this, read an email from a guy who who was talking about a job change and his wife's work situation. He's working at, from home, and with the announcement that school is going to start virtually this year, um, he said, now I've picked up the title of homeschool teacher. And, yeah, and he said, pray for me because I've got to be the one to teach my son how to read. Now, on the one hand, that's a wonderful opportunity, but I can understand that he said this is a new weight on my shoulders. Sure. And you're right. Guys are wrestling with all these new yes. responsibilities and um, sorting that out is difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So you have a tremendous story. I've heard it uh, uh, quite a few times. Uh, about your journey with physical health and and well-being in that regard. And so take some time to just tell your story, share your testimony of how God brought you from from where you were. I mean, he's been a part of your life for a yeah. long time and, yeah. and how you've begun to honor him differently now. Yeah, well, I appreciate the opportunity. I never get tired of telling. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. So when it comes to, you know, physical weight i've struggled with it literally all my life including today yeah <laughs> but i actually weighed 103 in first grade now that was a long time ago i'm 62 uh but in that in that time 
uh, which was 1963, the average first grader weighed 52. I weighed 103. So I'm just trying to give you a, a picture that this is a lifelong uh, battle. I was double the size of the average kid at that time. Wow. But I did start getting very active, particularly in sports and particularly in football, and actually started using my size to, to benefit me in, in sports. Right. And uh, so, you know, I, did, I wasn't the greatest football player in the world, but I was good enough to get recruited by, by about half a dozen uh, smaller schools and in, uh, in the Virginia, North Carolina area. And I ended up going to this school called Liberty. And and I was, you know, a four-year starter in football. And obviously during that time, I was totally active and, you know, could lift, lift quite a bit of weight and could dunk a basketball and could do all these kinds of things. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, you were a lineman, right? Y- yes, but I, I was 6'4". I was in pretty good shape. Yeah, Holy yeah. mackerel. I just had to stop. And so at 6'4", <laughs> at, at as an offensive yeah, lineman, yeah, you could dunk a basketball. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> uh, but the point is, you know, I don't know what you were doing on the third Saturday of, of November in 1979. Do you remember? Okay. No. <laughs> I remember. I was walking off the football field. And I, I literally made this decision. I was never going to exercise again in my life. Right? I was <laughs> sick of it. I was totally sick of it. Yeah. And I was done with these coaches yelling at me and all this stuff. And uh, you know what? I kept that promise for a quarter of a century. Okay? Wow. Not, not a year, not five years, not a decade, a quarter of a century. And I literally did not exercise, but I kept eating like a football player. And uh, so I ended up getting up to, you know, uh, up there in weight, you know, about 350, 360 pounds. And the Bible says you sow to your flesh, you reap corruption. Yeah. And I corrupted my body. I had high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and diabetes. I was a really sick man. And uh, so finally, 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 I let God get a hold of me in this area of, of well-being, as we yeah. talked about earlier. And, um, and I was just prayed. I said, Lord, what should I do? And I just felt like the God said to me, well, well, listen, what do you tell people to do when they got a sin or a problem? Well, God, I tell them to look in the Bible. And I just felt like God said to me, hey, dude, why don't you look in the Bible? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so I literally studied the word body in the Bible. It's in there 179 times, the word body. And I studied those passages and I crafted what is in my book now called Bod for God, four yeah. keys uh, to weight loss and health. And I started practicing those keys and, you know, I started losing the weight. And I, you know, I've lost 130 pounds and kept it off. That's, I'm proud of that. Yeah. I still, ought to be, I still ought to be losing more weight. I'm far from skinny or whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm 62 and I'm disease free. I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have high cholesterol. I don't have diabetes. And God healed me through the greatest health book in the world. It's called the Bible. That's right. It's called the Bible. And so I praise God for what he's doing in my life and, and, you know, I'm not saying the, all the things I do are easy, but they're a lot easier not carrying around 130 pounds. I can tell you that much. Yeah. So so talk about um, how this has affected you with the idea of being present for your grandchildren, being able to enjoy yeah. them and even serving your parents. I mean, you probably yeah. can do things today that you yeah. would not have been able to do had you stayed on that path. Sure. Well, the second key in Bob for God is I is for inspiration. That is, you know, figuring out what's going to motivate you. Okay. Okay. You know, the muscle of change has got to be the right motivation. All right? Yeah. When you're not, we're not changing. When you're not making the changes you want to make, you got to look at your eye, your motivation, because it's not strong enough. 
And for me, it was to literally live the life I'm living today. Yeah. Literally. Okay. I wanted to be me today. I wanted to have these grandchildren. I want to be able to be active with them. I want to be able to be around with them. And, uh, you know, I, I talk in my book, uh, Get Off the Couch, which we'll talk about maybe yeah. later, you know, about, you know, my two grandfathers. And, you know, one grandfather died when I was you know, very young. I have no memory of him. He, he was a chain smoker, you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't know how long he could have lived if he didn't smoke, but probably longer. And then I talk about my other grandfather that was around for my childhood and my, my, all the way through my early 20s and i had a great relationship with him i wanted to be that grandfather right and you know the oldest is only six but I, at least i'm here you know yeah <laughs> and uh and i'm able to do all this stuff and and it's 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 i'm living the dream i, I and you know i talked and get off the couch about wanting to live to be at least 100 <laughs> and I, I still feel that way you know and i hope to be around a long time you know that is uh, awesome God. absolutely I, I and and so um, I, folks, I want to make sure that you hear that, uh, hear a particular piece here. Uh, Steve has written a number of books. Bod for God was the first one. I, I think it was your first one. You may have written yes, something yes, else before was. that. Yeah, yeah. And so that produced a movement. I'm going to get him to, to talk about just here in a few minutes. But the the book on healthy bodies is not Bod for God, and it's not anything else that you're going to pick up that was written by someone contemporary. The The book about how to care for your body is the Holy Bible, because the, the creator, the maker, the sustainer of our bodies, he knows us better, and he's got information and insights and wisdom written into that book that if we, if we will apply, it will change everything. Uh, yes. It'll change your heart first if you get yeah. your heart and, and then change your eternal destiny, but it can change the way you do your physical life as well. So, guys, don't miss that piece. Mm. Um, and, Steve, you mentioned that you're a pastor, so you have a flock that you shepherd, and so they all saw you go through this journey, I would guess. Yes. Um, and, and so out of this Bod for God concept and what God did with you— this turned into a movement where your church got healthy and yeah. then that got multiplied. Tell us about how this how this exploded, kind of. Yeah, well, what, what happened was, like you said, I mean, you know, through the years, off and on, I would have somebody, you know, say something to me. Like, yeah. you know, uh, I've even had people say, you know, you don't you preach up there, don't smoke, cuss, chew, or whatever, go with girls that do, and then you've got gravy coming down your chin or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I had, you know, I had, I had some of those people every once in a while. Okay? Yeah. But, but uh, so, uh, you know, I have to admit that to be true. But finally, like I said, I mean, you know, really what it was, it was I, I felt like I was going to die and I wasn't going to be around for my family. So yeah. I said, I, you know, I got I got to do something here, you know. And so I did the, just what I said privately, because I wasn't like a neutral person on this. I would let if you were like healthy and you had healthy habits and, and like you were in my church or my friend or whatever, I would actually make fun of you. I yeah. would like joke with you. I would like. You know, I mean, I, I would literally go out of my way to, to mock you a little bit. You yeah. Know? And uh, so, you know, so here I am all of a sudden changing, you know, and I didn't make some big announcement, you know, like I'm going to do something or whatever. I just started doing it. Yeah. And when I got to about 60 or 70 pounds of weight loss, the church was saying, hey, dude, what's going on? This is not our pastor. You know? Yeah. And so they said, tell us what you're doing. So I said, OK. So I finally said, OK, I'm going to do a, a sermon series called Bod for God. And I never heard anybody talk about this in church. Uh, and yeah. honestly, I, I don't have, I had no memory of in church or even in college or seminary. So I'm thinking, wow, you know, how do you even do this? You know, 
but I did it. And, you know, we, a few times a year, we'll do a, uh, like a postcard mailing to the community. And so I signed a card, you know, Pastor Steve Reynolds going to talk about having a bond for God, losing weight, using the Bible. And the reporter from the Washington Post got the card. Wow. And she calls me up and says, hey, you know, it's not, she, I'll never forget that phone call. She said, it's not every day you hear a pastor and listen to this, particularly a Baptist talking about weight loss. Okay. And she, I said, you know what? You're right. I've never heard one. And I'm not even sure what I'm going to say. She said, can I come to hear the messages? And, and she did. And it ended up being a front page Washington Post story. Wow. And it got circulated literally all over the country and even the world. And within two weeks, my life was never the same. And so that led to, okay, we got to do something in our church to keep this going. And we started, it's called the Losing to Live Weight Loss Competition. And then other people started hearing about it. And, you know, um, literally thousands of people have lost tons of weight uh, through this. Uh, and again, it's through the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> it's through the Bible. And uh, but God has blessed it. And I thank God for it. Well, what an incredible story of how God multiplies ministry. And, and if you had started out with the mentality that uh, this is going to blow up, then God can't often yeah. work with that sort of perspective. But. Man, yeah. when you're just battling something on your own, God has a has a way of of shining light on that yeah. and and making sure that He gets glory out of that. And uh, Amen. So that's a beautiful thing. Now, this has been a journey. How long have you been doing this battle? When did you When did you start? Yeah. On? So, so like I said, it was about 20, 20, 25 years into everything. So, yeah. uh, basically around uh, 2008, 2000. Uh, nine, right, right in that period of time. Okay, so and, uh, eleven or twelve years you've been doing this exactly, battle. Exactly, that's right, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. All right, now here's here's an important question. I'm sure there have been setbacks and temptations and challenges. What do you do? It's it's so yeah. easy to give up and and throw in the towel. How do how do you yeah. muscle through those times? Yeah, well, you know, the Bible talks about you know Hebrews twelve talks about you know the sin that easily besets you. Yeah, you know? and I believe in this very strongly that we all have. The besetting, besetting sin sins, of, yeah. sins, you know, and uh, and we have to show some grace to each other in this area because you know, I mean, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a guy, and I'm not saying I don't like pretty women, I do, you know, but honestly, porn's not a big issue for me, yeah. And I haven't thought about smoking any cigarettes, or smoking dope, or in, anything else today, but I sure have thought about a Big Mac or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my besetting sin, the thing I struggle with the most, isn't alcohol or whatever. My besetting sin is I like to overeat. I like to under-exercise. Yeah. That, that's, that's what I, and, I and, and it is a battle I face every single day. And, yeah. and you know, the big thing is, you know, if you do so-called mess up, uh, you know, get started on the next bite. You know, don't, don't beat yourself up. Just get, just, just get back on track as quick as you can. And, and if you, you know, miss exercising or whatever, you know, get started again, you know, and, and, uh, the biggest thing is don't give up. You know? Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the Bible says that, you know, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's right. And, uh, and he's using overeating and under-exercising as much as anything else to, to accomplish his agenda. And this whole thing is satanic. It really is. Yeah. Know? And that's what I don't think most of us understand, you know, that, that Satan, you know, is using this to accomplish his uh, end for our lives and we gotta we gotta wake up and realize that to be true so so fight the battle don't give up don't yeah. stop well S satan seeks to st to steal and kill and destroy 
but Jesus has come to to give us abundant life, and that Amen. abundant life is a healthy life, I would say. Um, Absolutely. And and so it's uh, we need to just pause and sometimes meditate on that John ten ten verse and say, okay, how is how is Satan trying to steal and kill from me and destroy me physically? And how does God want to uh, to give me an abundance physically? Not an abundance of stuff, not an abundance of pretty muscles, but but an abundance of healthy living so that I can bring glory to him. So uh, huge stuff. Well, it, this time that we're in, this COVID, the quarantine, the restrictions, all of these things, I think, I know for me, I, I was telling you before we started, you know, they shut down the gyms and I, I don't... I, I, I think we have a fair amount in common because I'm a recreational eater. I eat because mm-hmm. I enjoy it. And and my wife wants to go to the gym because she it, she can tell it makes me feel better. I think mm. it's a huge waste of time is my core feeling about it. And mm. I think about all the stuff I could have been doing while I was on that treadmill. Um, so it's really easy for me to push that off and get out of those good habits so how, what encouragement do you have for the guy who's who's really in a funk because of yeah. where we are with COVID? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, you, yeah, you and I have that definitely in common in the sense that, you know, we like food because we like food. But yeah. most people are actually emotional eaters. Yeah. And, I mean, they eat to, to feel better, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's why I think a lot of pastors struggle so much is, you know, the pastor is not easy. You're dealing with people, and people are difficult at times. And you know, and we, you know, we there's a lot of the things that people turn to for comfort. As Christians, we don't choose to go to, but it's legal right. to eat. You know, all we want to eat or whatever. You know? Right. Uh, that's legal in the church, I should say. Maybe not in the Bible. But, yeah. Uh, but the point is, I mean, most people are struggling with emotions, and then on top of it, you know. So I, I tell people one of the biggest things is you got to. Be careful what you bring in your house. Shop. I call it shop carefully because mm-hmm. if food gets near you, it gets in you. All right. <laughs> yeah. If food gets near you, it gets in you. And so the point is the time to deal with temptation is in the grocery store. It's yeah. not when it's up in the cupboard or in the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. If it gets to the refrigerator to the cupboard, you, you've lost. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> exactly so, right. Yeah. So I think we have to just cut off the temptation you know right right there you know and deal with it right there but you know they call it the COVID 15 you know so many people lost yeah. at least 15 pounds you know and, and and it's true but you know people are at home they're close to the refrigerator you know uh you know in some ways people are a little healthier because you know when you eat out there's so much salt in the food basically. right so typically at home it's not quite as bad so so that part's been good but i think people have to check their emotions and just realize you know you know why am i eating this and a lot of people are you know are bored and you yeah. know uh you know is this ever going to end and you know and, and all that kind of stuff i think it, uh, awareness is a key key word there and yeah and again just you know d- d- do what you can do you know and move it you know to me exercise is move right and that might be the gym it might not mean the gym you right know? and just just you know, t- taking walks and you know, things. You know, walking really is is you know one of the most healthy things you can do. Right. And uh, and you know we can we can do that and 
social distance or whatever we're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, I've got a friend who told me that um, he said, I, I didn't realize, man, I would get on the phone. His He works from home. And he said, I'd get on the phone and just go out and walk around. And I'd be gone for a couple of hours, but I'm making sure. phone calls. I'm doing my business. He said, I was walking miles and miles a day. So, um, you know, I guess um, to figure out how we can put some of those things into the rhythm of this life that we're living now. Uh, yeah. We need to be um, thoughtful about that and uh, sure. and and decisive. Um, yeah. So the, the physical well-being piece, I, I tend to think about eating habits and exercise. But I, I think this other component of rest is a hard one um, for pastors often because there's so much that, that they deal with. But I think our culture really pushes people to to give yeah. everything they have and stretch the stretch the rubber band too far. So, what do you have uh, for us about how God's word speaks to us about rest? Yeah, well, I think you know you and I are just so alike in so many ways. You know, I, all the things you've mentioned, I'm the same way. But yeah. but I do think we got to go back to the Bible, you know, and just realize, you know how God designed us. I mean, he, he gave us this, you know, commandment and he gave us his example, you know, that obviously we function best, you know, if we can function in a rhythm of, of having a Sabbath. And, and to me, a Sabbath is just, it's a, more of a diversion than anything. It doesn't necessarily mean you got to sit there and look at four walls or whatever. Yeah. Know, it just, it means you take, take yourself to me. It's, you got to figure out what replenishes you, what, like, for example, my family, you know, some people get around their family and it like drains them. Yeah. Oh, get out of here as quick as you can. For me, I get replenished by being around them. So so part of my Sabbath is I want I want to I want to spend time with them or whatever. And so I think you have to kind of look at okay, what what can keep you focused on your your well-being? But I mean, but scripturally, I mean, it's a sin. I mean, yeah. it's a sin not to do that. And again, I, you know, I mentioned the passages earlier, but I, I literally think about it you know, you know, more than once each week. I mean, just, I love Jesus' example, okay? Not everybody was saved, not everybody was healed, <laughs> not everybody got everything they needed. He says, guys, let's go, man. Let's get a, get a boat, let's go out there and see a galley. Let's go, guys, let's go, let's go. He says, we haven't had time to eat anything. Let's go up to the mountains. Let's get, yeah. get out of this place. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the mindset. We, if you want to be like Jesus, that's his mindset because the needs are, are endless. They're not, yeah. they're never going to stop. And, you know, what use are you to anyone else if you're not taking care of yourself? I mean, right. That's, that's what it comes down to. You're not you're not of any value to anybody. So it is hard. I mean, I struggle with it big time, you know, but but these are the things that help me, you know. But for me, just just figure to me, a, a big part of the Sabbath is finding what re replenishes you and refills you and you know, where you feel like I'm ready to go at this again. You know, uh, that that's critical. And, you know, I just thinking about that, you're a husband, I'm a husband, you're a father, I'm a father. Um, you know, so we have to know that for ourselves. This kind of takes us on a different pathway. But if we're going to lead healthy marriages and healthy homes, then it's going to be helpful for us to understand what replenishes our wives, because that that may be different. My wife is an yeah. introvert. I'm an extrovert. So uh, I like being with people, but she needs a break from them. And our kids are all different. So um, I don't know. This is not exactly where I plan to go, but um, I, I think there is a level of awareness and responsibility that we need to have as spiritual leaders about helping 
our home to Sabbath to have a yes. rest and a replenishment. Yeah. Is that a fair observation? Absolutely. Yeah. And in our marriage, we're just the opposite. I'm actually an in- introvert as far as socially. I mean, if right. I know if I know what we're supposed to be doing. I'm cool. Yeah. But I'm. You don't want to invite me to your party. You don't want. To, I mean, I mean <laughs> <laughs> if you think I'm going to ask something to your party, don't invite me. Whatever. <laughs> invite my wife. You know. So I think I think those. You know, but again, finding balance between your relationship and helping yeah. each other, you know, help me to be a little more outgoing and she needs to chill a little bit or whatever. Yeah. So just <laughs> just working together on that is, yeah. is, is critical, you know, Absolutely. but, it, you know, it can be a challenge that there's different, you know, I am blessed that my wife and I have similar things we enjoy. So, yeah. uh, so that I can't speak to that being a challenge in my marriage, but uh, but it's definitely important to think about. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Well, listen, so you wrote Bod for God. Um, that was the first one that kind of gave the overall picture of this. Then you wrote Get Off the Couch, which is a specific action plan for men. And I, I want you to speak to why this book is uniquely targeted to men in case some of our guys would like to pick up a copy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'd lo- love for them to pick up a copy, you know, or, yeah. of any of this stuff. Yeah. Okay. But the point is, um, you know, the publisher came to me and said, okay, listen, you know, we, you know, we, would you consider writing a book for men? Okay, and 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 and, and I'll never forget what they said. They said if anybody could pull this off, Steve Mills could pull this <laughs> off because men don't read a lot, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, they should read more. Yeah. And then if they're going to read, they're probably not going to read something about health. So it was all from the beginning. It was going to be a, a challenge, but I I felt a calling, you know, because you know I I I, I, yeah, I also. You know, along with Nelson Sears, she wrote a book for pastors. Yeah. So these are, I'm very male driven. I'm, yeah. You know, I care about the ladies, you know, and it helped a lot of ladies, but I, I like the challenge of helping men. That's right. You know, herding these cats or whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, hey, if, if you help the guys, then more often than not, the women are going to be blessed and benefited from it. That's that uh, for sure. That's yeah, exactly yeah. the truth. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that's why right at the beginning I talk about how it helps your sex life. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That'll get some attention. I figured we get some attention right from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> but basically it's just, it's like a game plan, you know, yeah. a, you know, a, a game plan for, for healthy living and dealing with temptation and dealing with all the things we're talking about today and, you know, have a, doing it with the team and, you know, go, you know, men don't go to the doctor, talk, talk about, you know, how important it is to go to your doctor. I talk about numbers. You know, men are into numbers for sports, but what about health numbers? Yeah. And I explain, you know, blood pressure and all that kind of stuff and what, what all that means. And so it's, a very, you know, very male-driven. A lot of, you know, not every guy likes sports. Most guys like sports. And yeah. It's, it's, a, it's kind of like a coach-in-your-face type book. There you, you know? go. It's kind of very direct, very upfront. And I'm a, kind of a blunt guy. It's pretty pretty blunt book but it's filled with scripture okay yeah i I, I doubt there's a page in the book that doesn't have scripture Uh, that's one of the Uh, things i love about you friend yeah 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 so it's going to give you a good biblical context of all those things all right you've already mentioned this but but give a quick overview of the book that you wrote with uh it's nelson searcy right um searcy uh the the healthy renegade pastor so you speaking to the pastor's struggles with these issues yeah well basically you know uh pastors you know 76 percent of us are, are, are overweight and it's you know it's and it's hard to talk about things that you're not doing yeah and um and so basically just trying to step in their lives to encourage them to help them and uh you know uh renegade means to be uh, 
you know, not normal, be, be yeah. different, you know, be, go for excellence, you know, be a renegade, you know, don't, don't be a normal pastor. Don't be a 76% overweight pastor, be a 24% not overweight. And just really trying to speak to that. And, you know, in the book, we talk about the Sabbath, we talk about sleep, we talk about bitterness, you know, bitterness is a huge health issue. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a whole chapter in there on pastors and bitterness and, and, uh, and, I mean, I really feel strongly, you know, bitterness is a health crisis. It, yeah. it is not something to help us with our health. A lot of our heartache and pain and, uh, you know, there's even studies. I'm not saying anybody has cancer has problems with bitterness, but there are studies showing a link between bitterness and cancer. Wow. And um, just, you know, the whole chapter on that. But just really, you know, I, my heart is, you know, like you said, if we can change the men, we can change the family. If we can change the pastors, we can change the churches. Yeah. And and getting pastors, you know, on board and literally trying to create a movement, you know, and uh, get, you know, get them to, you know, just like they have things for children, things for teens, music programs, men's programs, all these programs, trying to have a health and wellness part of the church, you know, and, uh, and have groups that go through Bob for God and get off the couch and all that kind of stuff. And other 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 books on those topics so you know for me it's just really caring for the pastors and just yeah. just helping i call it break the silence you know a lot of them feel like you know i know these verses are in the bible about gluttony but i'm not gonna say anything about that or, you know, just, right just get up and saying hey you know what i'm not perfect at this but i'm wanting to grow and i'm wanting to improve and i'm wanting to develop in this area and pray for me but i'm gonna preach god's word and here's what god's word t- teaches us yeah you know and uh and things like that so yeah so i i just uh let's pray let's pray for our spiritual leaders you know uh, you know when um, you think about what the resource that people are and what could be unleashed for the kingdom if christ followers were physically healthier emotionally healthier um socially he- I, mean, I mean there's just yeah. it, it's yeah. part of satan's plan to disable yeah. the church no we're we're, no, we're we are literally the fattest people in America, yeah. Christians, okay? and the Baptists are the fastest among Christians. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And, you know, it, it's just a, it really is a poor testimony. I mean, it really, really is. And just uh, how, how much more could we, you know, do for God and rep- represent Him if we would, you know, start honoring Him with our bodies? You know? Yeah, it would, be, it would be great. You know. Well, uh, there's one more book that you'd written, Taking God to Work, with uh, David Winters, which is uh, a- another book that is consistent with the message that we had on last week's podcast about men yes. uh, and I work. Yes, I listened to that. It was that, that podcast. Listen to that podcast. It was excellent. Well, I, I listened to it. I appreciate that. So that's a that's another one to pick up. So um, where is the best place for folks to get the books or learn more yeah, about works. Bod for God? Yeah, they're 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 all available on Amazon stuff, but I have a website, PastorSteveReynolds.com. PastorSteveReynolds.com and everything is there. I even I also have a book on Proverbs. Most okay. <coughs> Excuse me. I have a book on Proverbs uh, called Wise Up as well. Okay. I didn't know about video, that one. I'll have to check that yeah, out. Yeah, there's a video series that goes with God for God. Yeah. And uh so you know, this is good for individuals, but it's also good for starting groups, you know. And I just really want to encourage people to consider, you know, doing it themselves, but also getting other people to do it. So, again, it's PastorSteveReynolds.com. 
PastorSteveReynolds.com. And we'll put and that in the show notes uh, so that you guys can grab that. PastorSteveReynolds.com is the website you can find out about all of this. Um, and, I, you know, Steve would love to hear from any of you guys who uh, take this uh, challenge and begin to uh, to do some work on losing some weight or getting healthy. Uh, maybe even you launch a losing to live uh, group at your church and do a competition yeah. or something. There's models yeah. for that yeah. on the website. Yeah, and I, and I know things are kind of uh, limited right now, but I, I you know I, I I love to speak too. I'm open yeah. to invitations for speaking. So absolutely, so people can contact me uh, through the website about that as well. Yeah, he's uh, fantastic. Um, I'm going to ask you one thing. I love how you always end your introduction to your workshop when you do the little commercial at our conferences. And so this one particular scripture should should press on all of our hearts and minds about the value of getting ourselves in good physical shape. So what's what's a key scripture for us to remember right. about our physical health? Very poor theology, but it's a good, it's a good laugh on a Saturday morning when everybody's half asleep. Yeah. But Jesus said the gate to heaven is a narrow gate, okay? And uh, I'm afraid some of us just aren't going to get in, okay? So we so lose some weight and get into heaven or whatever. Let's, let's, let's squeeze through that narrow gate. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. It's so much fun. Well, Steve, thank you so much. And listen, I... Yeah, he 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 prefaced that by saying poor theology. Absolutely, we understand that that Christ is the way to salvation. I don't want anybody right, emailing me or anything or emailing we Steve. We don't want your email getting blown up here. Or your yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, we believe you're saved by the grace of God and if you're faith in Jesus. And even if you're overweight, he'll take you. Okay. Yeah, absolutely, we believe that. So, um, but so much fun. I just uh, that's a that's a great reminder and. Um, Steve, it's been so much fun to have you. Thank you. I, I enjoy any opportunity to communicate with you and spend time with you. So appreciate your your witness, your ministry, and just your your personal investment in me. I've always been encouraged by being around you, and I, I'm, I'm thankful for that. So God bless Same you, friend. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you. Well, men, um, uh, thank you for joining us for episode number 21. And uh, next week, we're up, uh, episode 22, The Nobleman Prioritizes His Relationships. We're going to speak more next week about this this social dynamic and the roles that men might play, the relationships that they might have in their lives that you have in your life, and how to keep those healthy. Because if we're not working on those things, then uh, we, we feel out of sorts and out of place. And certainly, God has wisdom for us in those areas in His Word as well. So, God bless you, men. We'll look forward to hearing you from you or to being with you next week and uh, check out the show notes for links to uh, pastorstevereynolds.com and other resources we've talked about here today. God bless you, man.